0: We made it to the seventh mansion in Teresa of Avila's interior castle. Come on, Verity Ed, let's finish this. So here we are in the seventh and final mansion of Teresa's castle. If you have persevered with us and watched every single segment of this series, God bless you, and I hope that it has been fruitful in your life as well as in mine because I've enjoyed it as well. So again, we are in the Catholic Moms Club section of Verity Ed. If you did not watch the first six videos in this series, please be sure to go back first and watch those. They are linked below in the video description. Also, even though we are finishing up today, we are going to have more great content coming your way, both in the Catholic Moms Club and just discussing liberal classical education and homeschooling in general. So please hit subscribe and the notification Bell so that you know when we post new content. We have walked together through the six mansions ever closer to the interior of our souls where God dwells. We are reaching now the goal of all human effort and the fruit of God's grace. So in the very center of our souls, we enter only at the invitation of God and we find Him resting there. God in his human face, Jesus Christ, appears to the soul in an intellectual vision. And what she means by that is in her soul, though sometimes before her physical eyes as well. And Jesus tells Teresa when she reaches this place that she has now received the grace of marriage to God himself. That's right, you heard correctly. She is married to the Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They manifest themselves to her so that she is certain of this mystery as well. For the rest of her life on earth, the soul who has experienced the seventh mansion has an experiential certainty of the mystery of God And lives continually in his presence. In all the previous mansions, the soul would have a taste here and there of God's presence, but now she lives in love and is always consumed by love. Teresa writes, spiritual marriage is like rain falling from heaven into a river or stream, becoming one and the same liquid so that the river and the rainwater cannot be divided or it resembles a stream flowing into the ocean, which afterwards cannot be disunited from it. This marriage may also be likened to a room into which a bright light enters through two windows. Though divided when it enters, the light inside becomes one and the same. The seventh and final mansion is truly our home. I actually found the descriptions in this part of the book easier to understand in a way than the sixth mansion, because it really sounds like home. When Therese of Lisieux and Elizabeth of the Trinity insist that they live already in heaven, they're speaking of this interior union with God. Two other Carmelites you should look up. Many of the pains of the sixth mansion are laid to rest, since now, she writes, the little butterfly has died with the greatest joy at having found her rest at last, and now lives not herself, but Christ in her. The suffering caused by any remainder of self and sin in the soul ceases to be. Now for me reading this, my first reaction was, okay, well, when I get to heaven, I guess that's what it will be like. But no, the seventh mansion is for living heaven while still here on earth. Teresa insists that though the soul now belongs entirely to God, she does not abandon the world. But on the contrary, her divine life allows her to do far more on earth than ever before. That being said, of course, because you're still here on earth, you're alive on earth, you will have some suffering. But now in the seventh mansion, suffering comes from not being able to do everything we wish to do for God. Physical illness, our own weakness of mind, or persecution by others may prevent us from serving him in every way we now can imagine in the freedom of the seventh mansion. But again, all suffering is welcomed by the soul, for everything comes as a gift from her spouse, and she sees the world in a new way from the perspective of eternity and the viewpoint of someone already in heaven here on earth. Calm, joy, and peace are the characteristics of the seventh mansion. The soul hardly ever experiences the flights of rapture, the slaying in the spirit, or ecstatic darts of love here. Instead, the soul lives in peace, utterly and solely fed by her master. Teresa concludes, and I'll quote, I assure you, sisters, such souls have their cross to bear, yet it does not trouble them nor rob them of their peace, but is quickly gone like a wave or a storm which is followed by a calm, for God's presence within them soon makes them forget all else. This is home at last. It is the final doorway to heaven. I think that in the seventh mansion, I find all the questions and answers and puzzlements and qualms of the fifth and the sixth mansions put to rest. If these were but necessary steps to this seventh mansion, then so be it. Yes, the suffering is okay. May we all reach our home. May we all reach the seventh mansion and live heaven here on earth. Amen. So for further reading on Teresa of Avila, I have a few thoughts, and they are linked below in the video description. Of course, she wrote her own autobiography. It is available at Tan Books. For something short, I would find the chapter on her in Pope Benedict XVI's book The Doctors of the Church. This book is a compilation of his series of Wednesday audiences on, yes, all the doctors of the church, and the chapter on Teresa in there is a nice short synopsis, not only of her life, but more importantly of the themes of her thinking that we've tried to highlight here. If you're looking for a prayer book to go along with this series, I will point to my friend in the back here, Drink of the Stream. It is Prayers of the Carmelites and it is available from Ignatius Press. Finally, check out Father Thomas Dubé's Fire Within, which is his masterwork on the spirituality of St. John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila together in one great book. Finally, we need more good literature for children on Teresa of Avila and children's biographies so if you are a writer or an artist, please put your talents to good use and create something for young children about Teresa of Avila that is beautiful and solid and doesn't dabble in twaddle. I hope you have enjoyed this series. We have a lot more coming on Verity Ed in the Catholic Moms Club, so again, please hit subscribe and join our community. Please also visit our website for free resources, reading lists, nature study printables, and please consider supporting us on Patreon because great content takes time and resources. You can also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all your favorite social media platforms. I hope you've enjoyed this series as much as I have enjoyed reading Teresa of Avila with you. May God bless you and I will see you next time.